0: We are going to look at the book of Hosea. It's, a, I'm, it's an unusual story. Um, as we'll see, it, it, right at the very beginning. Um, as always, I want to give you a little background. Hosea, the name... Um, means salvation, it is, the 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 name is the same as Joshua or Josiah, um, Yeshua, so it's Jesus too, um, which uh, means Savior. So, Hosea uh, is one of the minor prophets, and that doesn't mean he sings off key or anything. What it means is that he, uh, it's just a smaller book than, than the others, the major prophets are Isaiah, uh, Jeremiah, and Daniel, okay, and what? Isaiah, Jeremiah, Lamentations, Ezekiel. Lamentations is a major prophet. It's in the. That's how it's Okay, and Ezekiel, the they're the long books. They've got forty chapters in them. Um, so. So I can't hear you all very well because this fan is blowing behind me. So if you really want me to hear, then speak you speak it up. Uh, um he's they're the minor prophets just because they're shorter. Um the there's only two prophets that were in Israel, which is the northern kingdom, where the ten tribes up north were. Um When we studied Joshua, we talked about all all those lands. And one of the big ones was Ephraim. It spread all over the middle of the map. And um, so Hosea was from there. And along with Jonah, one of the other minor prophets, they're the only ones that came from Israel. Everybody else is from Judah, the two southern kingdoms. Um, He prophesied from... Uh, 755 B.C. to 710 B.C. So about 750 years before Jesus to right after Assyria takes over Israel. Um, He, during the reign of Jeroboam II in Israel and during the reigns of the kings of Judah were Uzziah, uh, Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah. Um, during that same time, they and some some of his prophecy actually went out to Judah too. Um, so the but the prophets in Judah south were Isaiah and Micah. It was during that same time, and the story is in Second Kings fourteen twenty. It's also in Second Chronicles, but I didn't write that down. Um, so. During the reign of Jeroboam II in, the, in Israel, it was a very prosperous time. He was a king and a, a good political leader, I guess, because the, the land prospered and there was relative peace during the time because he had a strong army and all that. But he was morally bankrupt and the people uh, were almost as bad as during King Ahab's time. They, they worshiped uh, false gods, were involved in pagan worship and all that. And so when King Jeroboam died in 753, which is right at the beginning of, uh, of, the, of the years that Hosea prophesied, uh, all that happened. in the next 20 years, the, the six kings after him, four of them were assassinated along the way in only 20 years. There were six people, so none of—I mean—an average of three years, and uh, and then they were taken over by uh, Syria by Syria in about seven twenty-five, seven thirty, something like that. So, um, it, like I said, it was it, the portion of the country known as Ephraim, and eventually uh, it kind of took on the name of Samaria during the Assyrian rule there and we know where Samaria is the land that during Jesus' time that they uh, they considered them less than human they 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 were and some of it was because of the pagan worship that they got involved in and even though they tried to come back and and worship God in in more of a Jewish kind of way, it was still a perverted, weird kind of religion. So, and it was affected by um, Jeroboam the the first. Uh, the sin of Jeroboam was that he created that other that other religion. So, verse one of chapter one, the book of Hosea the the word of the Lord that came to Hosea, the son of Barry. Uh, in the days of Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah, kings of Judah, and the days of Jeroboam, the son of Joash, king of Israel. Um, king Uzziah, uh, uh, that's the way uh, Isaiah's vision starts in the year that King Uzziah died. Um, so, But that's the setting for what's going on. When the Lord began to speak by Hosea, the Lord said to him, Uh, he said, and this is why I said it's a weird, it's a strange kind of story. Because God says, go take yourself a wife of harlotry and children of harlotry, for the land has committed great harlotry by departing from the Lord. Um, There's debate about whether God really told him to marry a, a harlot or whether he or whether he it's it's a metaphor but most likely and and if you think about this if if he married her knowing it ahead of time then it, then that's kind of like on him so there's suggestions that she wasn't before and that it progresses that way because if it's if it's a direct allegory where everything represents something else Israel didn't Israel wasn't a harlot in the beginning when they first came out of Egypt and God delivered them they were fired up and I mean they they did some they had mind problems sometimes they had a bad attitude a lot but they they weren't worshiping other gods actively and uh but and they got away from it so I believe that he marries this woman and it comes, she strays afterwards. Okay, go ahead and say what you, No, because later on, he tells her to go buy her back. Yes. Yeah. It's a type of us. Yes. We were away from God and then he buys us back, which is the second time. But, But as far as Israel goes, they weren't always, they strayed away. So... Okay, well, well, we'll move forward with that. But the I, it may be that, she, why would God get, why would God ask somebody to marry a harlot? It a it's illegal, for one thing. It, I mean, to be able to marry someone who was not pure to begin with was didn't happen. Says it in verse 2. What? It says it in verse 2. Okay, go ahead. Sarge. <clears throat> they had degenerated to the point that most of the people were into adultery. Oh, yeah. So, telling him to get married to the harlot might have been Now I was uh, there. Do you mean spiritual adultery or literal adultery? Well, um, okay. Okay. So, well, no matter who he married, in the land was probably a heart because there was lawlessness and all that kind of stuff. Okay, I'll, I'll accept that. I'll accept that. But let's move forward because I want you to see how the metaphor, the allegory, gets played out um, because it's going to be a picture story, uh, just like. Um, just like the parables, it's going to be a picture story of what God does to redeem and restore us. God knows it from the beginning, and so calling on the heart because He knows it's in her heart to come out, just like Jesus told Judas, knew that He's going to, He going to finally show up one day. Okay. That's why when I say it like that is, He sees how it's going to work out. He sees a harlot in her, yes, but it's not a harlot yet. Okay. Yes, that's good. Go take yourself a wife of harlotry. The word harlotry is adultery. Um, the picture that we have is someone that sells their body for money. Um, but this is just somebody who's not virtuous. Um, it's, and it's probably not like sex before marriage. It's sex outside of marriage when you're already in a relationship, which is adultery. And that's the picture of the word that's here. Um, if you go look that up in your Strong's Concordance, that's what you'll get, adultery. So he went and took Gomer, the daughter of Debalaim, and she De, Debalaim, and she conceived and bore him a son. So what, first child, and Lord said to him, call his name Jezreel, for in a little while, I will avenge the bloodshed of Jezreel on the house of Jehu. You have to go back and read in, uh, in, uh 1 Corinthians or 2nd 2 Kings chapter 9, I think it is. Um, when King Ahab died, Jehu is the king that's anointed, uh, king to replace him, and he goes out and cleans house. And he does it with the sons of Ahab at a place called Jezreel. And Jezreel means God scatters to plant. Scatter stuff, but it's gonna be a it's gonna represent planning at some point. Uh, call his name Jezreel for a little while, I'll avenge the bloodshed on the house of Jehu, and bring an end into the kingdom of the house of Israel. So this is the prophecy that Hosea has given over the house of Israel. It's going to be the end for you. Which happens in only just a few years. Assyria attacks and they take over. It's the first big uh, kingdom that overpowers and controls Israel. And and it's the first in a long line of people that controlled them from then on. The Assyrians, the Babylonians, the Greeks, the Romans, one after the other until they're absolutely completely destroyed in 70 AD after after Jesus' ministry. So um, I will have... Uh, And I'll bring an end to the kingdom of the house of Israel. It shall come to pass in that day that I will break the bow of Israel in the valley of Jezreel. Um, And the bow just means the military might. They'll no longer be able to protect themselves anymore. They'll no longer have any power whatsoever. And it says, uh, so that's the first kid is Jezreel. And she conceived again and bore a daughter. Then God said to him, call her name Lo-Ruhamah, which means no mercy. Lo is no, Ruhamah is mercy. For I will no longer, I will no longer have mercy on the house of Israel. And this is God declaring this as a permanent situation. The house of Israel really will be no more. I will no longer have mercy on the house of Israel, but I will utterly take them away, yet I will have mercy on the house of Judah, will save them by the Lord their God, and will not save them by bow, nor by sword or battle, by horses or horsemen. So he's gonna still protect the two southern kingdoms for a little while, um, but it's gonna be the end of Israel. So it's only gonna affect Israel up there, not the lower Judah. Um, but, and I won't say by bow, by horse or horseman. Um, now, oh, no, we're still, okay. Now, when she had weaned Lo-Ruhamah, she conceived and bore a son and God said, call his name Lo-Ami for you are not my people. So Lo means no, no, or not. What do you think Ami means? That's the word for people. Not my people. For you are not my people and I will not be your God. This is God divorcing Israel, essentially. And it's because of their infidelity, their adultery. Yet the number of the children of Israel shall be as the sand of the sea. Um, what is that from? They're repeating the Abrahamic covenant right there. He had promised Abraham that that it would be that way. And so they're still going to, they're still going to be a people of sorts, but they're not going to be a nation anymore. And they're they're not going to be God's people anymore. And that, what? Closed beach. Closed beach. Yeah. So they, um, what was I going to say? oh and they're even they tried to maintain some connection because the woman at the well who was a Sumerian she was from this area and had a long history could probably trace her relatives back to these people that Hosea is talking to and she, and she tried to create a kinship with Jesus and asking him questions and, and wanted to hold on to this religion, but they didn't even understand it anymore, which is not unusual. Um, uh, when uh, when King Josiah found out that for 80 years they had been practicing the religion and didn't even have the Bible anymore, didn't know that's when they found the Bible. But um, so it's no wonder that, that this people is not a people anymore, even though they're trying to be sometimes. Uh, shall be as the sand of the sea, which cannot be measured or numbered, and it shall come to pass in the place where it was said to them, you are not, so in the same place, in the place where they said to them, you are not my people, there it shall be said to them, you are the sons of the living God. When does that happen? In Jesus' day and following that, when, um, when, when, uh, Andrew goes and preaches all these big revivals up there. I mean, it's like Billy Graham up there, and they're hearing that message in the in. Once the New Testament happens, once the gospel comes, uh, then they say, "You are the sons of the living God," which is which is better than what they had before. Amen. Um, that's what we have. You are the sons of the living God. Then the children of Judah and the children of Israel shall be gathered together and appoint for themselves one head. Who's that? That's right. And they shall come up out of the land for great will be the day of Jezreel. Because it won't be a scattering for no purpose. It will be a scattering for them to be planted. And if they're planted, then a harvest comes from that too. Okay, so say to your brethren, say to your brethren, my people, which is Ami, which is, okay, so they were low Ami, not my people. Say to your brethren, Call them my people, and not just my people, my beloved is what that word means. So they went from being they went from being children of harlotry to being beloved. Uh, And to your sisters, mercy is shown. Lo Ramah, no mercy. Now she's mercy. Um, Bring charges against your mother. Bring charges for she is not my wife, nor am I her husband. What's he claiming right there? That's divorce. I'm, that She's not my wife anymore, and I'm not her husband. Bring charges against her. It's just like in a courtroom. Um, so, and the picture there is divorce. Let her put away her harlotries from her sight and her adulteries from between her breasts, lest I strip her naked and expose her as in the day she was born and make her like a wilderness and set her like dry land and slay her with thirst. This is, he's talking about Israel, right? That doesn't sound very good. I will not have mercy on her children for they are the children of harlotry. For their mother, and even though he said up again, say to your brethren, He's but God. this is God talking to Hosea. So the message is say this to your brethren, my your people, say this to uh, your sisters, mercy is shown. So he's saying that to these people, but, he's, but then he says, I'm not gonna have mercy on them. So he's putting hope in them, and and he says, "But, but you've got to answer for this—that you're unfaithful, unfaithful in New York." Um. Yeah, I'll come to that. I won't say that now. I'll wait. Uh, for she said, "I will go after my lovers who give me my bread and my water." my wool and my linen my oil and my drink what the lovers that he's talking about are the gods they started they started making sacrifices to the gods that could bring the, the god of the harvest and all those kind of things where did they get that from from Egypt they kept this for hundreds of years from Egypt and um, so, so that's what they're claiming They gave me my bread and water, my wool and my linen, uh, all the cotton that we grew and all that kind of stuff and my oil and my drink. Therefore, behold, I will hedge up your way with thorns and wall her in. That's gonna be the result of their um, unfaithfulness so that she cannot find her paths. She will chase her lovers. She will chase her lovers, but not overtake them. Yes, she will seek them, but not find them. Then she will say I'll go and return to my first husband. So when things start going bad again, and that is the way—that is the way spiritual journeys work. Oftentimes, when things are good, you forget about God. When when things are going good, you go, oh, "I got, okay, I got it now." Um, but when things don't work out, you go, oh man, I've got to get back to my first husband. For then, it was, uh, for then it was better for me than now, for she did not know that I gave her the grain. God's the one that gave the grain and the new wine and the oil and multiplied her silver and gold, which, and then they turned right around with the silver and gold that I gave them and started giving it to Baal. And we know uh, that was huge during Ahab and Jezebel's reign, but that was in that was in Judah. But it, uh, it affected everybody who was doing it. Therefore, I will turn and take away my grain in its time, and I'll take away my new wine in its season. I'll take back my wool and my linen given to cover up her nakedness. Now I will. And again, uncover her lewdness in the sight of her lovers, and no one shall deliver her from my hand. And that's what that's what happened to the people from the north. Everybody started to recognize God's not with them anymore. The the, the same people that were afraid of them of just a few hundred years earlier when they said when uh, they go to Jericho and they. Uh, sh- they meet rahab or yes yeah, rahab right. they meet rahab and she says man we've been worrying about y'all for 40 years that's what the other nations thought of them but they don't think about them that way anymore um everybody will know no one shall deliver her from my hand uh they're uncovered and everybody knows that god's not with them anymore I will also, verse 11, cause all her mirth to cease. Think about all the Psalms and the stuff that are written about. By, by the waters of Babylon, we sat down and wept. That's um, no more singing and dancing. I will cause her mirth to cease, her feast days, her new moons, her Sabbaths, and her appointed feasts. Her They had mixed together the holidays and stuff, the holy days of of Judaism that mixed it together with the holy days of the worship of uh, Asherah and Baal and all those other gods, uh, Those uh, and intermingled it all and mixed it all together. And he'd take all that away, but mixed Jewish with pagan. And I, will just, uh, and I will destroy her vines and her fig trees of which she had said, these are my wages that my lovers have given me. All this worship of other gods. They're the ones that have given me the harvest that I got from the grapes and everything. Uh, so I will make them a forest and the beasts of the field shall eat them. In other words, it'll just go, go to seed and no... Uh, once that happens, without the vines being trimmed and all that, that they don't even make grapes anymore. It just goes wild. Um, I will punish her, verse 13, for the days of the bales to which she burned incense. She decked herself with her earrings and jewelry and went after her lovers, but me she forgot, says the Lord. On... Um, On September the 13th or 14th in 2001, on the steps of the Capitol, all uh, Congress came and got on those steps. And what did they sing? They sang, God bless America. People who had taken God as far away from the public square as they could, couldn't... I mean, and I'm not arguing for prayer in school or anything, but the fact of the matter is, the, this group that had taken God out of everything stands on the steps of the Capitol after 9/11 and says, "God bless America." This is the exact same picture of what they were they were doing when things when things got rough. They come back to their first husband that took care of them. And what's it gonna take for us to come back now? I, I'll tell you, it's probably gonna take things getting a lot worse than they are right now. Uh, and it'll probably have to be worse than 9-11 even, but I'm not I'm not prophesying that or anything, but that's, it's just the, the way we operate. Once we get used to things being terrible, it takes something even more terrible to move us but me she forgot says the lord and i i think that speaks to america today therefore behold i will allure her and will bring her into the wilderness and speak comfort to her i will give her i will give her her vineyards from there and the valley of achor as a door of hope what was the valley of achor remember it was during uh, Joshua and they were uh, the conquest of the promised land. Uh, after their first battle, of Jericho, everything was good, but what were their instructions? Don't take anything from there. Don't take anything. The gold was going to be given to the, the Lord, but they weren't supposed to take the, get any of the spoils from there. But, um, Achan and his family, uh, they took stuff and so when they go to battle with AI and they lose they say oh what happened <laughs> and they figure out that Achan had taken stuff that they weren't supposed to take and so they were that his family is all destroyed in the valley of acor that's what he, that's what they're talking about right here So what does that mean it'll be like in the valley of akor how would that be a hope? That if you do what God tells you to do, things work out. I mean, because from then on, it was like a super highway for Israel. They they won everywhere they went and they they didn't even have to use the whole army. Little small groups of the army go out in different places and they win these battles. God wins the battles for them and so it said that will be the your door of hope that when you come back to me things are smooth again and he's going to give back all the things that were taken away she shall sing there when there was no singing before as in the days of her youth as in the day when she came up from the land of egypt so apparently they were mostly happy until they hit a little bump and then they started belly aching uh and it shall be in that day, says the Lord, that you will call me my husband, and no longer call me my and no longer call me my master. Um, husband denotes intimacy of relationship. So you're just not my master, where you just operate in fear and you submit out of fear, submit out of because you're afraid of what might happen. Um, you'll you'll go back to calling me my husband, and that intimate term, and not just my master. For I will take from her mouth the name of the Baals, and they shall be remembered by their name no more. And. In that day, I will make a covenant for them. And the picture here is um, there's immediate fulfillments to prophecies. Most prophecies have an immediate fulfillment, and they have some future fulfillment. And I believe that that's a future fulfillment, like of a millennial reign. That's some the same way you talked about that that they would have they would all be brought together and they would become a. They would become my people again. And the people who are not my people, by the way, that's, uh, well, uh, we'll talk about that in a second. Um, So there's this prophetic thing that's looking out into the future. Uh, Sounds like the millennium. Exactly. Exactly. I have that written down right here, that that's a millennial prophecy. Yeah, because the next thing says, with the beasts of the field, with the birds of the air, and with the creeping things of the ground, even, even creation itself will be restored and redeemed during that time. Um, Paul talked about that, that even creation groans out to be delivered. And so that's that picture right there. Bow and sword of battle I will shatter from the earth. No more war. That's in Revelation. Um, to make them lie down safely. I will betroth you to me forever. So he divorced him in in the beginning. And now he's saying, but you're gonna be married to me forever in righteousness and justice, in loving kindness. And mercy, I'll betroth you to me in faithfulness and you shall know the Lord. But that's in a future time. There's gonna be a lot of bad stuff that happens before that. It shall come to pass in that day that I will answer, says the Lord. I will answer the heavens and they shall answer the earth and the earth shall answer with grain, with new wine and with oil and they shall answer Jezreel, which is God plants. God reestablishes. Then I will sow her for myself in the earth and I will have mercy on her who had not obtained mercy. Then I will say to those who were not my people, you are my people, and they shall say, you are my God. Now he's told them, you're not my people anymore. So there's an an immediate fulfillment that they will get to come back one day but the fact of the matter is they don't ever come back as a nation anymore. The only redemption they have is in the new covenant. And I will say to those, you are not my people. Now you're my people and they shall say you're my God. And uh, and this is from Romans chapter 9. This is Paul writing in Romans. And he says, also in Hosea, "I will call them my people who are not my people, and her beloved who was not beloved." Now, right there, it says, "Just my people, and you're my God." But, but here, Paul, I don't know if it's a commentary on it, or if there was a belief, or some words that they knew a different idea of. But he calls them beloved, not just my people, my beloved who was not beloved, now you're my people again. And so that promise is fulfilled in us. And that's the only way, bless their hearts, that's the only way that Israel gets to be restored to. They're still blessed by that original covenant. But Israel is leaves and goes into Assyria, and even though they return to Samaria, it's never the same. And they're always controlled by other nations. They, uh, they never return to be a nation. Israel does return and become a nation. And then in 70 AD, they're, they're, they're dispersed for hundreds of, well, 2,000 years almost. Until 1948, and they've come back, and they're a nation again. But they're still fighting. There's still not a complete restoration. There's still not. Uh, there's still not restoration without Jesus for them. So, we continue to pray for Israel, and um, but you can see the path being laid for revelation to be able to happen in the crazy world that we live in. Amen? Um, And that's our time. It is amazing how these Old Testament scriptures have a relevance for right now. Amen? Amen? Let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word and for its relevance today, and even these, even this Old Testament that that you speak from it and and reveal more of who you are. That even even in the midst of unfaithfulness, where um, where a divorce come becomes an option, where you're not married to Israel anymore, that you also offer redemption and restoration. Um, and we see that fulfilled completely in Jesus, um, who is our only hope. Um, thank you that you made a way for we who were not a people to become a people, to become your beloved, as Paul says. And so as we go from this place, I pray that we will operate in the realization, a real the true realization of that, that we are beloved of the God creator of the universe, the, the one that made, made, did all the work to make a relationship with us um, as your people, not just as a group, but one-on-one individually that we are beloved of our heavenly father. And with that realization that we're empowered to love others the same way. And may we operate in that in such a way that people see Jesus in us. That when we just do what we do, that they see Jesus. It's in his name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless y'all. Be well. Be blessed.